This is episode number 116 of the Helping of Happiness podcast. Today we have on Nikki Olson from Nikki Olson Coaching, and Nikki is giving us a little walkthrough on how to be more self-compassionate. Hi, you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I'm your host, Hilary Hess, a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to eat and love to travel. Mom life can be exhausting, hectic, and scary at times, so let's take this journey together. We can love, we can learn, we can laugh, we can cry, and we can become better friends while we're at it. Nikki Olson, I am so happy to have you back on our podcast. I'm so excited to be back. I love being on your podcast. And I love just having a chance to (laughs) chat with you. It's so fun. I've been so sad that the mom break has had to be postponed again. (laughs) So I I hope we can finally get out into the world in April and really have this event. But until then... We will just introduce you again, because in okay. case our audience hasn't listened to the other few pep episodes that you've been on, which I will be linking up to in the show notes for everybody. Um, give us a little introduction about who you are and what you're doing. Okay. So my name is Nikki Olson. I'm a mental health therapist in the state of Utah. Um, and that's kind of my, my day job. I work for the Utah Navajo Health Systems as a mental health therapist. And then I also have an online coaching program called Nikki Olson Coaching. Um, I am married. I have two daughters and we love recently. We have spent a ton of time in the <laughs> We've been on the mountain and camping and four-wheeling and hiking and all the things. And it's just been so wonderful to kind of get out in the outdoors and do that. Oh, it's so nice. That has been the one positive about COVID. I feel like we're all becoming these nature lovers, right? Isn't it? So true. (laughs) So maybe our audience even knows you better as MBB Nikki because you did have a branding change. So go ahead and will you tell us just a little bit about why you changed that and how that's going? Absolutely. Yeah. So it hasn't even been a year. I think you were, you were right. One of our interviews that we did about my outline for Seeking Revelation was probably like a couple weeks into me starting my business. And um, I am a therapist. I am not a business person. (laughs) So when I (laughs) jumped into this world, I had no clue about marketing or anything about business. And I just felt really strongly that I needed to do it. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just do this. And so I, you know, I worked really hard, did a lot of things. Um, my main focus is mind body bridging. That is a modality that I use with my clients and I love it because it helps with so many different things. And we'll jump into that and we'll dive into what mind body bridging means. But, um, in April or so I got some advice from somebody that said, you really need to find a good marketing coach, somebody that can walk you through online marketing and what that looks like. So I started um, with a a few following different people and I found one there called Bright Zebra Marketing. They are so amazing. If you're in the market for an online marketing coach, they are so good. But one of the things that they really helped me identify is um, finding my target audience, like really specifically specifically speaking to um, a certain audience. Like I didn't realize, cause I wanted to be inclusive and I wanted, you know, this can be for everybody and I want this to be for everybody. 
Um, but I didn't realize when I'm speaking to everyone, I'm speaking to no one. Nobody feels like I'm speaking to them. They're like, oh yeah, that's for somebody else. That's for somebody else. And so what they've really helped me clarify is my focus and what my focus has really come down to and is really my desire and passion of what I want to do is helping Latter-day Saint women enrich their connections to themselves and to God. And with mind-body bridging, it really helps us connect to who we are, who we truly are um, as spirit daughters of God, right? And also connecting to, with each, connecting to each member of our Godhead. Because when we connect with them, we can feel our divine worth, our divine potential. We also access their power, their strength, their wisdom, their healing. And mind-body bridging does that. It has that connect our mind, our bodies, and our spirits so we feel whole, right? It talks about in the scriptures of, of perfection is wholeness when everything is connected. And so now I'm focusing on just connection in general. What, how can we connect to ourselves or other people or our Godhead to just enrich our lives? There isn't anything wrong with us. And in fact, when we have challenges, that's part of the plan, right? Like we know the coming days are going to be challenging that doesn't mean there's something wrong with us or that we're broken. And so I love the word enriching because that's really my goal is to enriching to me means just to uh, something's already doing well. Let's just make it even better, right? Like let's just, we already have faith in, in our, um, or faith and testimony in our savior or in the, the plan of salvation but how can we make that even more rich for ourselves to help, help us and strengthen us, right? Like, yeah, I feel great about myself, but how can I really enrich that in my life so that I can really bring, draw in power and strength to myself? And so that's sort of been my focus. I, I know that mind-body bridging could do that, um, and I would periodically talk about it, but now that is my, my sole goal right? and I, <laughs> that is what I'm putting out in the world. And I'm, I'm, that's going to be my content and that's my focus of, of my courses. And we'll talk about that at the end. I have an amazing course coming out that I'm so excited about. Um, that's going to do exactly that, but it's just really helped me have that clarity and that clarity has opened up the spirit. I feel just flooding me with the ideas of, of what I'm supposed to be speaking into the world. I know that I'm led to do this because Heavenly Father wants me to say something and help people. And I was just really trying to find that. And I feel like my focus has really just been opened up in that way. Oh my goodness, Nikki, this is so fun. This is <laughs> so fun. I'm so excited about this. And I feel like the timing is always interesting with you because every time I am thinking about something, it's like all of a sudden there's Nikki and she's here to walk <laughs> me through my problems. Like we had that one on um, seeking personal revelation. That's something that I'm always striving to be better at. Yes. And then when you came in and talked about ADHD, I had a lot of, you know, things going on with one of my children and I really needed a lot of that advice. And it's funny because last week I was um, part of a virtual girls camp for our yeah. church congregation and I was just in charge of the treats, but I was also invited to participate in some of the virtual activities. Uh -huh. And I thought so much about how I personally need to be working more on focusing when I'm studying my scriptures about learning about 
divine nature and my individual worth. And then when I saw you posting about that, I'm like, okay, Nikki, you got to get on here because I just think that that's something I need to be. And I think maybe it took this whole shutdown and me to have a little bit more time with myself to realize I need to really love myself more and focus more on these things. So I'm really excited for you, you know, to talk about self-compassion and all this stuff that you're doing. So let's just kind of, um, do you want to kind of jump into like assessing how we're being compassionate on ourselves? Yeah. Let's kind of start with what self-compassion is. Cause I think when we have this concept and idea of what self-compassion is, we can kind of filter that through the information we'll get. So essentially what, what self-compassion is, is having an empathy or an understanding that when we do something wrong, we make a mistake, we're not perfect, that that's okay, that there isn't something wrong with us. It's sort of like, you know how with kids, if you know they make a mistake, some, sometimes I do this, sometimes I'm not great. <laughs> sometimes I, I'm, so I'm saying this, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not compassionate. <laughs> But you know, like kids spill the milk and you're like, that's okay. We make mistakes and you help them clean it up or they do something, they fail at something and you're like, that's okay. You know, that's, that's okay that you struck out. You're learning, you're growing. You know, those are the things that we have compassion for other people, but we don't often have that same compassion for ourselves. When we fail or we make a mistake, we are really hard on ourselves, right? And oh, I'm the worst on myself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so much easier on others. Yes. Yes. We are a lot easier on other people. Right. But when I, when we have, don't have self-compassion for ourselves, we start beating ourselves up. Where does that really get us? Right. Like what, it doesn't help us want to strive any harder. Like we lose motivation. We lose desire to do those things. Um, we stop really working on ourselves. And like you said, like, I I really want to work on myself. I want to understand my divine nature, but when we're hard on ourselves, we don't want to learn that because we don't believe it. Right. We don't, we we just want to throw in the towel and give up and go go watch some Netflix. Why do I even try? Right. (laughs) Like we just are to that point. And so I was, um, that week that I posted that I was focusing on how we can have a better connection with ourselves. That's one of my focuses is having a better connection with who we are. And, and to do that, we need to have self-compassion. And I posted some, some examples of what self-compassion thoughts are, which is what stood out to you, right? It was like, Oh, and you know, after making a mistake, it might sound something like, um, it's all right. We fail sometimes you're still pretty good overall. Right. Like that's not a thought that just typically pops into our head, right? (laughs) When I make a mistake, that's not what I think. No, it's not what we think, Although, you know, it's funny because I do think there are times when I've seen people do that. Like when I was teaching my oldest daughter to drive and she's driving up on the curb and like doing crazy things and I'm freaking out and she's like, it's okay, mom. I'm just a brand new driver. It's okay. And I'm like... He has good self-compassion. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know exactly. that I would be as compassionate upon myself if I was riding around the sidewalk. Like, you know, just. Yes. yes. Yeah. So true. So true. You know, like, or if we don't achieve a goal, right? Like instead of beating ourselves up, it might sound something like meeting this goal doesn't define me. I'm still a great person. Not necessarily exactly those words, but we have compassion for ourselves when things don't turn out the way we want them to turn mm-hmm. out. But what, what I was um, explaining that post is that there's a reason that we, we don't have self-compassion. So 
and maybe we need to we need to let your audience know there's a free download for this that that walks through all of this information and we're going to have an interactive episode here we're going to have hillary be our guinea right. pig and Good. she's going we'll be to be doing pig. this yep and she's gonna be walking through this so um it's going to be on and hillary will link this in the show notes but it'll be on my website nikkiolson.com um forward slash blog or you can just click on my my link blog and it will have the self-compassion post and you'll be able to download this freebie um, and Hillary will have the link to that, this freebie that has the map that we're going to do, but also all of these things that I'm talking about. I'm just going to dive into something concept and I wanted people to realize that it's already, the notes are taken. You don't have to take the notes, you just listen. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> this worked for me. Good. Yes, yes, yes. So the reason that we don't have self-compassion is it, um, and these are all mind body bridging terms. This is what I teach with mind body bridging is that we have our mind and we have our body, right? And we also have our spirit. And when they work together and they're whole, then we feel compassionate towards ourselves. We feel compassionate towards other people. We have empathy and understanding. We recognize we have weaknesses and we have things to work on, but we also recognize that just working out at one time doesn't make me perfect. Right. And we have compassion for ourselves of like, it's okay. I'm a new driver, right? Like, <laughs> I know, which is okay. kind of an amazing yes. way to look at it. Yes. And so when your mind and bodies are connected in that state, we feel that, right. But there's a reason that, or there's, there's a system inside of us that causes our mind and bodies to disconnect. Okay. And this system is inside all of us. And Typically, when I'm just teaching people to this, there's a there's a non-spiritual aspect I teach people if that's an interest of theirs, but I also have an, a spiritual aspect. And I'm going to teach the spiritual aspect today because I feel like that that's my focus with my coaching and um, I think it can be really easily understood that way. So this system that wakes up inside of us, I like to think of the, as the opposition that was placed in all things including us. We have opposition <laughs> inside of us, right? Like opposition is what creates, created agency. Like when Adam and Eve partook of the fruit, that act created opposition, which then created the ability to have agency to choose. It created joy and sorrow, right? It created opposite things. If we don't have opposite things, then we don't have a choice to make. Prior to the fall, they didn't have a choice his heavenly father was standing right in front of him. Like they didn't have to decide if he was real or not. He was standing right there, right? There was no opposition. But when the fall happened, created opposition in all things, including us. If we don't have an opposing force inside of us pulling us the other direction, we would always choose good, right? We would always just choose the right thing. So of course we have something inside of us telling us that we're terrible, right? Because <laughs> why would we <laughs> Because if we didn't have that, we would always just think, I am, I am just such a great divine being. And I, I believe so in myself. <laughs> yeah. and, I want, and we would give all the glory to God and we would choose that and we would recognize where that strength came from, right? Which is where we want to become. But, the but we would have no sense of overcoming, right? Exactly. The reason yeah. we came to earth was this probationary state to practice doing that, right? Heavenly Father didn't want to force us to live with him if we didn't want to. He wants us to choose that with something opposing that. If there's nothing opposing it, we can't choose it. So this system, in mind-body bridging terms, we call this system the identity system because it's a system that thinks it, it, it's got us figured out, right? Like this is my identity. This is who I am. 
um, and anything that seems to attack my identity and who I think I am, this system isn't a great functioning tool. It's like operating from opposition is not a great place to operate from, right? And so um, this, this identity system or this opposition, its goal is to convince us that there's something wrong with us, right? So when something doesn't go as planned, right? Like I should meet this goal. And if we don't meet the goal exactly the way this system thinks I should meet the goal, because it's like, I should stop eating sugar. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. And then that day I eat sugar. <laughs> yes. What's going to happen is that system is going to feel like, oh my gosh, my whole identity is, is ruined, right? Like there's something wrong with me as a person because I'm not even able to just not eat sugar, right? And all these negative thoughts are going to start spinning. And where's the self-compassion in that? There oh, isn't yeah. Right. Yeah. None of it. And, and in fact, there's no self-compassion because there's this ideal picture of it should be this way. Right. And compassion has to do with, and recognizing there are many ways to do things and life doesn't have to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. Right. But that concept doesn't happen when that identity system is awake. So the way that we access, we have a natural ability to have self-compassion but we access that when our when that identity system is asleep, okay? Now we're not getting rid of opposition. It's gonna be inside of us. The rest of Come our on, life, Nikki. Right? That's what I hoped you were gonna help us solve today. <laughs> we our goal is not to have it get rid of it or find a way that we can get rid of opposition. In fact, that can really detour off us us off the plan because the part of the plan of salvation that's vitally important is opposition. And if we take that piece of the plan out, where is the plan? There is no plan, right? And so if our goal on earth is try to come to a point where there's no longer any challenges, no longer any trials, no longer any struggle for us, we're working against the plan, essentially, right? So my goal with Mind Body Bridging is to help us learn to manage the identity system, this opposition, learn to work with it. Have you ever heard that quote, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Why in the world would we want to keep our enemies closer than our friends? <laughs> I think just so we know what they're up to, right? Exactly. Because <laughs> if you can get to know your enemy, you know their tactics, you know why they attack you, what they attack you with, they're just not very powerful, right? And you can defend yourself. And that's what I do with mind body bridging. That's what I do with my coaching is I help people identify. We're going to walk through some tools so people can experience it. There's the basic tools. But in my coaching program, what I walk people through is identifying specifically how your opposition is attacking you. My opposition attacks me in a different way than right. it does because another we person. We all have different things that give us struggles, right? Exactly. And it's divinely um, suited to us, our opposition is, right? So we need to learn to work with it. We can't get rid of it. We can't run from it. We can't hide from it. We have to learn to work with it and get to know it. We call that becoming friends with your identity system. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, good. I always love making friends. (laughs) Especially with enemies. (laughs) Okay. So the goal, what we're going to do today is I'm going to, we're going to walk you through a process. I'm going to walk you through it. But as listeners, I want you guys to have this downloaded, uh, this um, freebie downloaded as well, so you can walk through it. I'm walking Hillary through it, but you follow the same exact instructions Hillary's doing. 
Um, and then I also included the instructions of what we're doing with the freebie so that you'll be able to repeat these things. You won't have to come back and listen to the podcast. Well, that might be great for Hillary, but <laughs> why don't you just keep listening to it over and over again? Yeah. All your friends download it over and over again too. <laughs> but I have the instructions there for easy access as well with the freebie. So you're going to want that as well. So I'm going to teach you how to identify when that system is awake for you and a way that you can put that system to sleep. This is kind of the base layer of mind-body bridging. This isn't everything. It would take us four or five podcasts to get through everything. <laughs> the basics of it. Um, but we're going to learn this base layer because I feel like it's so relieving for people that they can understand it and feel it. Okay. Okay. So what I want you to do, we have, we have a little map here and there's a little circle in the middle of, of the situation map. I want you to think about a situation or a problem that makes it really difficult for you to have self-compassion. So it might be when I make mistakes or when something doesn't work out as planned. Like when I yell at my kids or when I go off my diet or whatever that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Pick one of those situations and just in a couple words, define that in the little circle in the middle there. Okay. And then what I want you to do is I'm going to give you a couple minutes. Yep. So just pause it for a minute after I give these instructions. But what you're going to do is <laughs> don't pause it yet. Wait, don't <laughs> pause it yet. You're going to write down everything that's coming to your mind as you're thinking about that problem or situation. So if you picked going off my diet, as you're thinking about going off your diet, I want you to write down, scatter them however, wherever you want on the paper. The only thing that I ask is you don't leave anything out. Okay. If your mind goes off on this tangent, follow the tangent, keep writing, okay? And try not to shorten your thoughts down, just really write as many as you can. So just take a couple minutes and write until you feel like you got the majority of your thoughts out. Okay. Okay. So you got that? Pretty good, okay. Okay. So what happens when this system wakes up is that we start feeling it in our bodies. Our bodies start getting tense, right? And we feel it in our minds because we get what I describe as mind clutter one thought turns into 10 and 10 more and 10 more, right? Like it keeps going, right? Oh yeah. So what I want you to do is at the bottom of the paper, it says body. I want you to mark, kind of check in with your body. Does your body feel tense or relaxed? And then what I want you to do is I want you to just scan your body head to toe. Notice where you're feeling any spots of that tension right now. And you're going to write those places down. So for example, I, I often clench my jaw. So I might write clenched jaw or um, I furrow my brow or my head. Oh good, I was just high. thinking my temples. Yes, yes. my temples yes. kind of like you want to rub your temples. Yes. temples get yep. out of there. Or my ears or my shoulders or my neck. It can even be like I feel a pit in my throat or my stomach. So just kind of scan head to toe and write all those places you're feeling it right now. Okay, got it. And then our, our mind clutter. So just mark whether it's clear or cluttered. And then I want to rate it on a scale of zero to 10. So zero being like, man, my mind is so clear. It's cool. It's calm, collected. And 10 being like, ah, it's out of control. Is it ever cool? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, who gets a zero? <laughs> and then it says on the bottom of the paper, it says, how do you act in this state? So when you have this body tension going, you have this mind clutter, you have these thoughts going. What are the th- some of the things you start doing? Like, for example, I start getting really irritated or frustrated and short with people. Mm-hmm. I want to isolate or pull back. That's or what I, I put. W- I'm grouchy. I'm on edge with kids. I don't yes. want to go out. Yeah. Yep. 
I start like hurrying through things and not really folk, like I lose my focus. I, I don't communicate well. I don't share my feelings. Um, you know, I don't have self-compassion. Right? Like yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't have empathy. I don't have understanding for what's going on. So those are just com- some ideas of like how you start acting. Okay. All right. So now we have two of these maps. I want you to pull up the other map that you have there. And that same thing that you had in the circle on the first one, I want you to write that in the little circle again for the second one there. Okay. Okay. And before we start this one, I'm going to teach you a tool called coming to your senses, meaning your five senses. So I'm going to walk you through a process of becoming aware of those senses. Not necessarily, we're not trying to get rid of your thoughts or stop your thoughts in any way. So if you're still having thoughts, you're not doing it wrong, right? There's no wrong way to do this, in fact. <laughs> but I'm going to... Wait, now up. I'm not doing the mind and body breaking right. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. a total failure on all levels. I can't it even do a situation map. It happens. <laughs> You'd be surprised. So what I want you to do is I, I will cue up a sense. I'll tell you what I want you to notice. You'll just notice that sense until I cue another one, okay? So we won't, I would, I'd probably not take out this, this section so that people can just follow it along. So you'll hear some silence for a little bit as you're noticing these senses and we'll go through e- each of the senses. Okay. Okay. So, if, and you don't have to write anything during this time. Just get oh, comfortable. Don't that All right. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just get comfortable. Go lay and, down. Don't fall yeah. asleep quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> what I want you to do is I want you just to notice the different sounds that are happening around you. Just become aware of them. I don't hear my kids. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> All right. I want you to kind of notice the chair underneath you. Notice the ground underneath your feet. Notice gravity on your body. Notice the air as you breathe. Notice how things feel in your hands. And bring your awareness back to the sounds. Okay, why don't you look down at your paper and notice what you wrote in the circle there. And you're gonna, just like last time, you're gonna write down anything that's coming to your mind as you're thinking about that. But this time, I want you to continue using your senses as you're writing. So notice the color of the ink as you're writing. Notice how the pen feels. Continue to be aware of the sounds. And you can write anything that's coming to your mind, even if it doesn't have to do with what's in the circle. But just make sure you continue using your senses as you're writing. Okay, I think I've got my good list. Awesome. Okay. And maybe I forgot to say, to tell the listeners to pause it before. So I don't know if we want to add it. Do you want me to add that little clip in for you so that you can put it in there? Okay. All right. And then you're going to pause it for a second. Just write everything down. And when you feel like you got all of your thoughts down, go ahead and push play again and we'll pick up on the other side. Okay. Got it. All right. All right. So how was that for you? So 
I am very nice to myself on the second page than I am on the first page. I want you to fill out the bottom part too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just kind of check in with your body again. Notice if it's tense or relaxed. Right? The location of any tension that you're feeling now. Kind of scan your body head to toe. And then I want you to just check in with your mind. Notice if it's clear or cluttered now. Rate that on a scale of zero to 10. And then I want you to just make a note of how you act in this state. Like what are, when you have this tension, you have this mind clutter and these types of thoughts, what are things that you're doing and how are you acting in this state? Okay. Now I want you to take both maps and set them side by side so you can see them both at the same time. And I mean, what, what is different about your maps? What do you notice is the difference? So I don't really like myself in the first half. Right? I'm a very fun person to be with. So yeah. I'm going to be vulnerable and tell our audience what I was writing because I feel okay. like this, maybe you, you feel the same way on certain ways. So I wrote not eating healthy because that's something that I've been really working hard on in the last little bit. Yeah. And when I go off the rails, I just feel like I have no self-control. This is all on my first map. Um, I just want to eat everything and just forget it all and just eat all the junk. Um, I just think I don't have it together. I never will. It's too hard. I'll start tomorrow. Like, I just want to, I feel tense in my neck and my back and my temples, my chest and my throat feeling really cluttered in my mind. And then I'm then acting towards my family, more grouchy on edge of the kids. Um, totally losing my focus. I'm looking at social media more often because I'm just trying yeah. to check out, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I don't want to like go out and be in public. It's like, I just want to just kind of look more inward. So yeah. my second map, when I'm not eating healthy, I just can't believe how different this is just from doing this. Right? I put my body is squishy, but it's carried seven babies. You know, mm -hmm. I may be weak now, but I'm working really hard to be strong. My workouts are really hard, but I'm getting stronger. Um, I can choose to fill my body with good things. I need to just keep tracking and keep trying. And my upper back is tense, but I'm pretty relaxed. And my mind is a lot more clear. And I just feel way more amazing. I feel way more positive and in tune with myself. So Nikki, so you're amazing. like a miracle worker. <laughs> hey, I didn't do it. You did all the work. But you you just had a very huge example of self Like that is very different in just a few seconds. And yes. this is not staged. Like this is, we're doing no. this in real time. This is crazy. Yes. Like those examples, like your map went straight to self-compassion, didn't it? Yeah, like, it did. Amazing. Like right over there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that first map you did is an illustration of the identity system when it's awake. Or it was wide awake and it was running around and telling me all kinds of mean things. Yes. Yes. That's opposition telling us all of those things. That's its goal. Like it's not broken. You're not broken, right? Like it's doing its job. It's telling you these things. If we stay in this state of mind, we're going to start continuing to act that way and we'll start self-sabotaging situations, right? Because we believe those things about ourselves. They're not true. They're just thoughts that opposition is putting in our mind, right? They're well, and it's thoughts. crazy that I'm the one thinking both of these things. It's not even right? different people telling me these things. Yes. It's just all me yeah. and the little things going on in my brain. That's just crazy. All because a system woke up inside of you and started doing its job, right? Wow. 
And as soon as you started using your senses, the only difference, like we didn't even talk about what was on your map until afterwards and it was mm -hmm. all done, right? Is that, and I didn't even tell you to write positive or self-compassionate things. I just said, write what's ever on your mind. I don't, you know, even if it doesn't have to do with it, just write it's it, right? It's really crazy. But yeah. we put that system to sleep by using your senses, right? Reconnecting, we call it mind-body bridging because we're bridging our mind and our body and our spirit back together. And when you did that, when our mind and body and spirit are connected, we are then, we're connected to ourselves and who we truly are. Like you connected to your true divine potential in that moment. You connected to that piece of heavenly father and heavenly mother that's inside of you and you recognized it and you had compassion for yourself. But you also connected with each member of the Godhead in that moment, right? You also connected with your savior who has an enabling power of strength and healing and wisdom. And you connected with your spirit who was giving you these words and whispering them to you and helping you feel them and understand them in your life, right? Which then helped you have that self-compassion for yourself in that moment. And the only reason we're not able to do that. So it's not that, that our Godhead leaves us when our identity system wakes up. They're always there we put up a barrier. There's a great talk. Um, um, I can't remember what it's called, but they talk about pavilions. Like we put up the pavilion to block the powers of the Godhead in our lives. It's not that they're going away from us, but when, that when we're in that state of opposition, they can't be present, right? That's not where they can be. And so if we choose, opposition is going to wake up, but if we choose to let opposition stay and we start engaging in opposition or letting that identity system keep trying all those yes. different things keep yes. tracking it giving yourself some grace but just keep pushing on how yes yeah so it, when we act out of that opposition then we're going to keep fueling that concept that there's something wrong believing it and we're going to believe that's our identity which our identity is so much more than that right like our true divine identity has all the potential because we have all the potential when we're connected to savior in the scriptures they call, call that yoking to the savior mm -hmm. connected to the savior and when we yoke ourselves to the savior we are connected to him and together we can pull more than we could individually right that's what a yoke does it provides the ability to pull more than two single people could do right and we feel that and we know that and it just it just floods in. You didn't have to do any work. I know. That, right? All I like, did was write down what you, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's you amazing. didn't have to convince yourself of that process or make well, And it took just a minute. Process. That's the other thing is I think that sometimes I think I need like this big therapy session or something to feel better right. about myself, which sometimes you do. I mean, totally. You yeah, need to yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but in just, um, to, just to change that focus can just take a few moments. I think that's pretty amazing. Right. And so here's, I'm going to give your, your audience some homework for some simple tactical ways to implement this in your day, right? We're not going to have time to whip out a, a map and, and write these down. Certainly if there's something that's really bothering you and you want to map that out, great. And literally if they don't have it, like if they're listening to this and they just have a piece of scratch paper in front of them when they're doing it, like yes. just do it on a scratch paper and then exactly. go and do it. Again, <laughs> Nothing like, magical yeah. about the paper. It just yeah. has an outline for you. For I mean, sure. but it has other things yeah. on it too. Yeah. It's not just that circle. <laughs> we 
have a circle paper for you. To yeah. no. <laughs> you can do a map anywhere. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to print yeah. out these templates. You can do it on a napkin. You can do it. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Just exactly. if you feel like you need to get focused right now, you can just map it out yes. right now. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But what we need to do, what we, what two things that we need to start doing is recognizing that we have opposition inside of us. And the two clues that opposition is operating is body tension and mind clutter. When we feel body tension and mind clutter, that means our mind and bodies are disconnected. We are disconnected from our, our source, our Godhead, right? We're disconnected from them and we're feeling that, right? In the scriptures, they call that the carnal mind or the natural man, right? Mm -hmm. We're just on our own, like trying to figure it out. Also, so what I want you guys to do is I want you to start just recognizing throughout the day when you're feeling body tension and mind clutter. So pick like three or four times a day to just kind of check in and like, am I feeling any? And if you feel any body tension or mind clutter, all I want you to do is just say in your mind, oh, that system's awake. Or, oh, that's opposition waking up. Just label it for what it is. Just call it out. There isn't anything wrong with you. You don't have to do anything about it if you don't want to. Sometimes I don't want to. Sometimes <laughs> I just want it to keep going. It's fine. It's fine. You can do that. But we, can, we just need to recognize what it is. There isn't anything wrong with me. It's just a system causing that. So the second homework thing is that the reason that that system went, went to sleep is because we used our senses, right? So what I want you to do is I want you to recognize, pick four or five activities that you do every single day and use your senses while you're doing those activities. We are busy moms. We don't have time to like go find a quiet room to use your senses and you certainly don't have to. <laughs> but being able to do that in the moment is going to be hard if you're not practicing, right? Yeah. So pick like, okay, doing the dishes, for example. Oh, I was if, just thinking doing the dishes. That yes. can be such a tactile thing because you can smell, yes. which you don't always want to smell, but yeah. you know, maybe that dish soap smells good. Feel, yep, you can feel, you, you can, feel you can water. Yep, yeah. yep, you can look at the textures and colors of things, but you're not doing it because your system's awake. You're doing it associated to that activity, right? So what you're doing is every time I touch a dish, I'm going to use my senses. So it strengthens your ability to use your senses while you're doing something. Okay. It also gives you the ability to find out what sense you like for certain situations, right? So like, sometimes I like hearing, sometimes I like feeling things on the ground. Sometimes uh, I like gravity, but you got to try it out. You got to practice that, right? But it also just strengthens your ability in using senses. So if you wanted to get stronger with your muscles, you don't go pick up the weights that you can't even get off the ground, you start with lower <laughs> weights, right? And you do that over and over and over again until you can work your way up to those other weights, right? And that's how you get stronger. Same thing with your senses. Like you're not, it's not going to work for giant things in your life right now because you are just picking up these weights. You're just starting out with this skill. It's okay. The more you practice it, the better you get at it. And the more you'll remember to do it in the moment. Whatever you practice is what your brain is going to do. So if you've practiced staying in this system and allowing the system to roll, it's not going to remind you to use your senses, right? You're not going to remember to do it. But if you're practicing using your senses four or five times a day, your body's just going to automatically turn to using your senses because you're practicing it so much. So amazing. Okay. I have a lot of practicing to do. This is great. I think I'm even going to set a timer on my phone so I remember to do it because that's, that's the biggest great thing, right? Is that 
I'm not going to keep doing it if I don't remind myself because yeah. I'm going to get so caught up in everything else that's going yep. on. That's why you associate it with something, either an activity or a timer, or sometimes I'll have clients write the number five on a post-it note for five senses and put it somewhere that you would practice your senses when you saw that. Ooh, but the like key brushing is my teeth. I'm feeling yes. those brushes on yep. my gun. Okay. The key is actually doing it because if you look at that number five and don't do it, your brain's going to skip over it the next right. time you see it. So you have to look at it and do it when you see it. So whatever works for you to make that happen would be great. So those are, those are the things for you to be able to connect with yourself, connect with, with your Godhead, but also in, when you're connecting with other people, you cannot connect with other people when the identity system's awake, right? Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I think especially with my family, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's easy to just shut them out when you're in right. the because we isolate, we push yeah. them away. Yep, yeah. exactly, exactly. Man, so I guess I need to put my identity system to sleep a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all have, it can be, what happens is our identity systems can become overactive or turn on too much. And it feels like our identity system is running our lives rather than us running our lives. And so what we want to do is we want to flip-flop that around. The more that we can keep it to sleep, we're more in charge, right? Mm -hmm. And when that identity system wakes up, it's not a big deal because you're you've been in charge. Yeah. Most of the time. I guess this this is starting to make a lot of sense to me. So like for example, when my kids are super worked up, a lot of times I would have just go in the backyard and pull some weeds. Yeah. And I think that's probably the reason why that seems to work so much is because they're out there, the air is blowing around them, they're touching the weeds, like they're okay. so much more involved stepping away a lot of our coping tools have bring us senses like going for a walk or exercise. Yes. Like it forces us to use our senses. Interesting. I never really thought about how that worked. You know, I mean, I knew it worked, but I didn't know how it worked. So. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So what let's, let's hear more about your services and what okay. you can do to help everybody. Because I mean, if this one little sliver is helping me so much, you have so much more that can help yes. all of us to get so much. And it's such a better place in our lives. Yes. Yes. So I have a couple options for mind body bridging stuff. So uh, one, I have a, a, a mind body bridging course called the connection course, which just teaches you all of the, these concepts So module one. This is a, a piece of module one. One, and there's four modules in that course. But I also created the course because we as mom are, moms are busy and we just don't have time to like maybe have a session or we don't have the, the financial means to do that. So it's like the, the cost of the course is, a, is basically the cost of one therapy session. <laughs> so it's very inexpensive. And then you get also get access to um, half, basically half price on sessions, five sessions with me, if you want to do that. So you learn all the basics of mind body bridging through my connections course. And then I also have a one-on-one -on -one coaching program where I walk you through the basics, but also dive into that like analysis specific for you of what's causing that system to wake up specifically for you and very tailor fit it. And also working with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can get more, ask more questions and figure mm -hmm. out different things. Um, and problems or situations and we can bring in more aspects than just even mind body bridging. And then my third service that I offer is if we did, um, if they want to listen to the episode we did about my outline for seeking revelation is, um, an outline that I came up with to seek revelation in my life, to be more connected to my Godhead and also to feel 
the spirit or speaking to me and, and recognize that in my life. So I have that outline, but right now I'm creating a course around it called the spiritual survival course, which I just want our audience to know. I love that outline. It really helped me so much. I love it. So, okay. Now let's hear more about your yes. course. Yeah. Yes. So the, the outline is going to be the workbook for the course. So okay. it's kind of the meat of the course. And then in the spiritual survival course, I'm going to dive deeper into why we need a connection with each member of our Godhead and how you can enrich that connection. What does the spirit look like and sound like for you? And then also, um, which what I think I is so tricky because the spirit does speak differently to everybody. Exactly. So and learning really how to have that kind of guide. Yeah. Yeah. And then also what it, I, I think we all have this idea of what our spiritual habits need to look like and we can never meet them. So we just don't do any of them. And so through the course, I'm teaching you how to have daily spiritual habits that can help you survive in the days to come. Like President Nelson has talked over and over again about spiritual survival. It's in so many of his talks and a lot of the, the um, general, general conference talks are from the general authorities are about spiritual survival because the coming days we need to fortify ourselves. And so I teach you easily, easy, simple tactics that you can do every day, spiritual habits to um, fortify yourselves for the days to come to hear the spirit seek revelation and know what that's like in your life. Love it. I can't wait till that is ready to go. So excited. Yes. It's going to be yes. so great. Oh, Nikki, is there anything that I missed? Anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. Anybody can find any of that at my website is Nikki Olson coaching.com has all my services. Um, I offer a lot of free content, like you said, on my Instagram and Facebook, which is Nikki Olson coaching. Um, oh, I also have a free thing that I do. We're all missing kind of relief society these days. I feel like we're like, okay, no, doing church home classes church. have just yes. totally evaporated, yes. right? So every Sunday I do a general conference connection, um, study guide. So you can, um, if you go, if you find me on social media and you message me, I can get you those study guides and I go over every single one of them every Sunday. And I do a video of the personal insights from that. So not just like the, here's the things I need to do, but how does this talk specifically apply to me? In President Nelson's opening message of last April's conference, 2020, he said that we need to understand how these messages in general conference personally apply to us and how the Savior can help us in these moments. And so I create a study guide of personal reflection questions so that you can apply the messages to yourself and know what the spirit is speaking to you. And so I have, um, when you get the study guides, I give you, I post the videos on my Instagram and Facebook, but I also have them uploaded to YouTube. So you can go back and look at any of those and just, they're like 10 to 15 minutes, not very long. Um, but I have that, that's a free service just to kind of feel the spiritual connection in your life. Love that, Nikki. You just have so many great things to, to say and to teach. And um, also, if they're more interested in, you know, learning more about your seeking personal revelation packet that you have, listening to that podcast episode we did together really delves a lot deeper into that. Yep. And we'll link up to the ADHD one, which was really helpful, not only for people or children with ADHD or caregivers of people with ADHD, but pretty much all people that just need a little more focus in their life. I thought that was a really good, really good one on that. So, yeah. and then if they want to hear more about our mom break that is 
postponed to April and hopefully not further. We also have a podcast together on that that includes Family Looking Up, who is also hosting that conference with us. So yes, anyway, or event. Our event. (laughs) So exciting. Oh, thank you, Nikki, so much. Everybody go follow Nikki. She's awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for being with us today. If you've enjoyed this, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating, a review, and you're going to want to subscribe. And it really helps us to be able to go up the charts, but it also helps us to know how you feel about the podcast. Tell us if you love it. Tell us if you've got some constructive criticism. We want to hear all of that. So hope you have a really great day. 